Welcome back, guys. This episode, we're continuing our testimony series, and we have Miss Abel telling us about her testimony. Let's get into it. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Lizzie Featherstone. We're here Hello. interviewing Miss Abel. How are you doing today? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Happy to be here. Thanks um, for having me. Definitely. Awesome. Yes. All right. Let's get into the first question. First question is, what brought you to the Lord? So I um, wasn't walking with the Lord in high school. I would say I accepted Jesus into my heart at seven as a little kid, Mm -hmm. but um, kind of fell off and just got like really mixed in with the crowd in high school. And so when I graduated in 2005, (laughs) same year Lizzie was born, I I went to a summer camp and rededicated my life to the Lord there. And so that kind of changed the whole trajectory of my life. Were you uh, present in the church? throughout your childhood in and out we didn't really grow up in one specific church but we hopped around a little bit right Mm -hmm. and then second question was there a specific moment that you can vividly remember where the lord was present in your life yeah i mean i think so many times i remember one night just like praying so like after i got saved i didn't really desire to necessarily read my bible per se i feel like that's something i had to grow into and i had to actually ask and pray like lord will you give me a love for your work so i don't feel like i necessarily have just this love and desire to like open my bible every day and Mm -hmm. so i remember sitting in my bed one night and just like this came over me i was praying it just came over and i was just like oh my gosh and i wanted to stay up all night and just read my bible and so from then on like he heard that and he answered my prayer to actually desire Mm -hmm. to learn more about him so that would be one um, he was really showing up for me. I feel like that's a thing that most people struggle with is reading their Bible, especially after like having like what me and my church calls it. A lot of people call it is a Jesus high. When you mm-hmm. come out of church camp, you're yep. on a Jesus high because you're only around, you're separate from the world, and you're only around other Christians who also love Jesus, and you're just worshiping, learning about God, playing fun games. Then you come back into the world, and you're surrounded by your friends who don't believe in Jesus. So you're surrounded by other people who don't believe in Jesus. And you're like yeah. back into your friend group who it like ha- brings you into those sinful ways. And I think that's the hardest thing when you come off of that Jesus high, you're like, oh, like I don't need you anymore. Like I'm fine. Right. Like, yeah, like I only really needed you in that one specific place where like I only felt you. I think that's yeah. where like a lot of people get wrong with the faith feeling. is that they go off a of feeling instead yeah. of being like, they need, it's a dedication, it's discipline. Like yeah. the Jesus calls us to have discipline within his word and within prayer and stuff, all that stuff. So yeah. I think that's really good of you, especially for like 18 year old you realizing that you need to have discipline and that mm-hmm. you need to like, the only person that can give you that discipline is Jesus. So I think that's mm-hmm. really inspiring for Thanks. a young woman Aww, like you back then. Mm-hmm. Now. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second question we have for you today um, was how has your, te- the third, sorry. The How has your testimony slash experiences with the Lord changed your way of thinking? I mean, probably flipped it on its head, honestly. Like, you go from living for yourself and, like, what the world's view of success looks like to then, like, all right, well, why don't I filter this through what he has for me and what his best is? And so instead of self-promoting and working my way to the top, it's, like, let his light shine through me and then naturally, like, he's going to be glorified through that. And then there's going to be joy and fulfillment in my life of what my motivation is yeah. behind what I'm doing. So. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, was it hard for you to change your ways? Yes. So over, I think it's not like overnight. So I had a boyfriend that was 
it was an unhealthy relationship and I knew I needed to break up with them. So at 18, so I came back mm-hmm. from camp and I was like, all right, sorry, we got to break up. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had an on and off thing and it was just like a slow fade of like unhealthy to healthy because like the more you're like, just because you say a prayer and you say, all right, Lord, forgive me, I'm repenting and turning. Like you have to actually put things in your life to change mm-hmm. the habits that do it. And like mm-hmm. being in his word and actually spending more time with him and surrounding myself, like you were saying, with good friends mm-hmm. who are going to lift you up. And so I like had to change my circle of friends mm-hmm. and look more to the church. And it, it is lonely, like when you make that shift. And mm-hmm. so um, I think over time, like you get the discipline, you spend time in his word and then you actually surround yourself with better people and not that I totally let go of those friendships because we still mm-hmm. need to be a light where right. in the darkness right and so you don't want to just like totally wipe them out but like don't go partying with them instead mm-hmm. like hey let's go to dinner I'll see you then or let's get coffee yeah. and so still connecting but just in different ways and so yeah I, I think that's the hardest thing that well, there's a lot of hard things about it but like I think you said that well being like it is lonely when you're having that shift because mm-hmm. it's like you don't know like, whether, like, am I doing this right? Do I just, like, cut them out? Or, like, do I just, like... Because then you're, like, well, do I have any true friends at that point? No. And it's just... It is a lonely path, but... And it's also hard because most of the habits, like... People say, like, it takes, like, six weeks to, like, lose a habit. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to constantly, for those six weeks, be mindful and being, like, I need to stop doing this. Yeah. So then after that, the habit that you broke will bring into, like, a new, better habit that God wants. So I think it's just... And accountability is a yeah. big piece too. Like mm-hmm. I had someone who actually did open up to, and they're speaking truth over me mm-hmm. in my relationships, and so I allowed them. So you have to want to receive that truth, right. and when you allow it, it's all about they your can mindset. walk alongside you and encourage you. I think that's most of Jesus's like parables. What come out, what I think that I get out of that is that it's all about your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a mindset on what's true, and if you don't have, if your heart's not set into the place in what's true, then it's not. It's not true. Yeah, I mean, it's a teachable spirit. Right, yeah. It's, like, the same thing, like, when Jesus, when those, the people who, like, were, like, preachers or whatever and did it right and then went to heaven and he was, like, I don't know you. I don't know you at all. Mm-hmm. It's because their heart wasn't set to Jesus. Their heart was set to, I'm going to do all these works for me, but they, but it presented as, like, I'm doing this for Jesus. But the people who are, their heart was true and it was humbled and it was, like, this is God speaking through me. That's yeah. where Jesus was, like, well done, good and faithful servant. So good. Things like that. As the weather starts to get warmer, our soccer and baseball teams start to practice. Stay tuned on our sports Instagram, GCS Sports, for more updates on games. Welcome back, guys. We're here with the second section of questions. So the first question we have is, did you have a mentor or friend to help you along the way? So for me, I would say my aunt like prayed me through to where I am today. So when mm-hmm. I was in high school, she really wanted me to go to Liberty and I went to public school and I was like, <laughs> no. So I had zero yeah. interest in Christian school whatsoever. And, right. Um, like two years went by and I went to JSARGE. I just did community college the first year and that's when I had rededicated my life to the Lord. So if I went to Longwood or Radford or something like that, yeah. I would have been a completely different person. Um, yeah. But my aunt literally prayed me into Liberty, and she would even pray me. She would text me times when I was hanging out and making choices that weren't <laughs> honoring to the Lord. She would text me, like, God had put it on her heart 
to text me at the time, well, like, hey, what you doing? Hey! Just thinking about you. You in the right place right and now? she's in Roanoke, so it's not like she knows where I was. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I would say her, she would call her my mentor. So her. She just always accepted me for who I was. And, yeah. Um, That's what cool. also encouraged me to, you know, make better choices. Yeah. So she was, like, kind of, like, I mean, she probably was, but, like, she was kind of, like, in the background, like, mm-hmm. just praying for you. And yeah. Praying. I like the little encouragements. Sending me verses. No. That's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really sweet. Go on, Abel. Yep. Or, or other side, mom's other side. Yeah. Oh, my mom's sister. So What's her special? Jill. Jill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shout out Jill. Jill. I have a well. Hope you're listening, best. Jill. Yeah, go Jill. <laughs> um, I have an aunt Jill, but she's not related to me. Oh, she's mm-hmm. your auntie. Yes. <laughs> All right. Where do you think you would be today if the Lord didn't change your life? We kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you went to like Radford. But yeah. Do you think you'd be at Grove? Do you think you'd oh, have a family even? I know. I probably wouldn't have the husband that I have. He would not mm-hmm. have been interested in me. <laughs> <laughs> he like passed me up. Oh, Shout out to Mr. Abel. Yeah, um, Mr. Abel. <laughs> a bell. A bow. Yeah. Different. Husband. Okay. So a different husband. Different job? Yeah. Different job for sure. Job. Probably yeah. Do you think you would have? And I switched my major. So I was a education major and I switched to youth ministry so I definitely went into ministry oh. so would you say would you think at any I mean at all that you down the line if you went down the road do you think you would have been saved or rededicated your life to him I mean God is sovereign like if he wants you like he's gonna set yeah. you apart and call you to himself so someone else would have probably helped me along the path but yeah you know for what he chose for me it's just, I would like to think that life would not look as great as it is now or as fulfilling um, if I hadn't chosen him. Well, praise the Lord that you're here and that the Lord did save you at 18 or, yeah, and that the Lord is present in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Question number three. This is, how has your journey been? Mm -hmm. Like, I think what I want to get out of this question is how has, um, I think just like speak on like the, how it's not been smooth sailing. Cause, not that I know that it hasn't been smooth sailing, but, like, I know from my personal experience as a Christian, like, it's it's not, like, oh, I accepted Jesus in my life. I'm all flowers and dandelions and rainbows and stuff. So, like, how has your journey been for you? I think just knowing that just because you're saved doesn't mean life's going to be easy. And sometimes it's harder because mm-hmm. we're more accountable, too, for who we are in our actions. And, mm-hmm. like, there's just more more awareness of his working so even through the hard i think just knowing that he's there like there's just a peace um it does seem like stuff happens like my i don't know if you want specifics but like my husband's sister got diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. which ended up being terminal and then my brother came out with some struggles that he was dealing with and like suicidal thing tendencies and Mm -hmm. homosexual lifestyle all of that came out when i was pregnant with my first child and Mm so i was like six months pregnant and clearly emotional and just or the heavy weight of just the pain of those two things and knowing the struggle that they were going to endure and like kind of trying to walk them with them through that and still trusting that the Lord is good and knowing that like he's not doesn't leave you in the journey Mm -hmm. Um, but also on the other side of it like knowing where he takes you like from and that there's a process like the process sometimes is the point and so even if it's painful there's still something to gain and like a takeaway from it yeah oh so. do you have a favorite verse that's gotten you through those hard times 
I mean, Psalm 71 is from the depths of the earth that you will restore my life, you'll bring me back. Um, and then Matthew 633, I love just seek first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and then all he'll take care of you. So mm-hmm. those are for sure just stuck in my head. I've used it more than once when needed, but yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last question. What is the best advice for people who are still deciding to give their life to the Lord? What's your um, wise words? They're wise, but I mean, I think, <laughs> I think about how a lot of times we think we have to get our life together before we come to Jesus mm-hmm. and that we're not called to do that. Like it's really just accepting him and then he will convict, he will lead you and stir. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have everything figured out just to, because you think that's what it looks like to be a Christian. Right. It's accepting him and then knowing, like, and then trusting that he's going to walk you through whatever he needs you to change in your life and mm-hmm. that he'll do that work for you. Um, so not letting that hold you back yeah. from, like, wanting to live a certain lifestyle or what scares you from, like, what am I going to have to cut out? Don't think it le- about it like that. Mm-hmm. More is, like, what can I gain mm-hmm. um, from this and knowing him and the fulfillment. So, yeah, you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. I think that's when, like, Jesus slash God did the same thing. But um, when he breaks you down more, like, when you're still like, I need to do this better. I need to be, like, this person before I can do this. I need to get rid of this sin habit before I can go to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he, like, breaks you down and is like, no, like, like I, I think that kind of some people will take that as mean, but I think that's taking as, like, that's, like, the step that he had to take so that you can realize that like you don't need to be perfect to come here and that's when most christians give their life and they're like i don't i'm a not perfect human being i'm sinful i will always be sinful until i'm in heaven with you but i know that you're the only way and that you show me that through these stuff so i think that's when yeah well thank you so much for being here and giving your testimony Thank you for listening to Jesus is King podcast. We will be posting every other Wednesday for the rest of the year. You can listen on Spotify or Apple Music. Catch you later in the next episode.